You're listening to the Counterculture Mom Show. Our kids are under fire every day with the media and pop culture persuading them to give up their faith and Christian values. Stay tuned now as former Hollywood actress and pop culture expert Tina Griffin helps you counter these messages and safely navigate today's pop culture chaos. Our next man on a mission is one of the nation's leading advocates of individual liberty, free enterprise, private property rights, and American sovereignty and independence. Tom was one of the first to voice concern over the radical agenda of the environmental movement and to question its motives. In 1989, our guest led the only privately funded election observation team to the Panamanian elections. In 2006, he was invited to Cambridge University to debate the issue of the United Nations before the Cambridge Union, a 200-year-old debating society. Get ready for more inside info about Agenda 21 and the real motives behind sustainability in this next episode of the Counterculture Mom Show. I'm Tina Griffin, and we're blowing the lid off Agenda 2030 with Tom DeWeese, President, Founder of the American Policy Center. Tom, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Tina. Good to be with you. Thank you. And thank you for taking the time with that kind of bio and introduction. I tell you what, I'm surprised that you haven't been around for 300 years tackling all these issues. <laughs> it feels like it sometimes. <laughs> I tell you what, do you sleep at night? That's the key question I got to ask you, young man. I do. I do. Okay. Uh, we, we have been on the road. We travel constantly. And uh, that's uh, has put me behind a lot of things, trying to keep up with everything. But it's we're busy. Uh, people are starting to understand what we are uh, trying to tell them about all this. And uh, that's the exciting part. That yeah. is very, very exciting. You're so right on. And as censorship happens, it's like people are dying and searching for the truth. I, I'm sure when you sleep at night, you've got one eye open because of all the people you're exposing. So I'll be praying for your protection. That's That's first and foremost. Thank you. You've been a candidate for the Ohio legislature, served as editor of two newspapers, owned several businesses. You obviously have a ton of inside info about what is going on and what's unraveling in America right now and around this globe. For the people that are new to Agenda 21 in that term, what is Agenda 21? Well, Agenda 21 is a uh, plan that came out of the United Nations in 1992. Uh, leading up to that plan, uh, they held a series of meetings uh, talking about what we're going to do to uh, it, it, the, the radical environmental movement was really behind a lot of this and uh, the idea of how we're going to build global control. Global governance is the word that they use. And finally, all of these things came together in 1992 at the Earth Summit in Rio de Janeiro. And one of the documents that came out of there was Agenda 21. And they tell us that Agenda 21 is just a good suggestion, uh, not, uh, it was just voluntary, that it's not restrictive, it's not law, and uh, it just ideas on how we can protect the environment. What really they said when they put it out was that Agenda 21 is a comprehensive blueprint for the reorganization of human society. That is a massive statement. And Maurice Strong, who was the head of this, uh, in this summit, uh, he said, at, as they closed it out, that uh, people, uh, the, the middle class and our consumption of our, our goods and services, uh, single family homes, uh, air conditioning, cars, all of that are not sustainable. Sustainable 
is the word that they use over and over again to describe their plan for this. He yeah. went on to say, after he said that, that uh, isn't the only hope for the planet that the industrialized nations collapse and isn't it our responsibility to bring that about? That's what they said at this thing. 50,000 delegates were there, including 179 heads of state, including George H.W. Bush, and all of them embracing this idea, this comprehensive blueprint to reorganize human society. You keep hearing them talk about the new world order and, uh, and, and everywhere you turn, sustainable, sustainable, sustainable. I'm going to tell you right now from the very beginning, sustainable development does not mean protection of the environment. It means control of every aspect of our lives. Oh, you're so right on. And I have like 10 more questions are going to come off of that beast. But before... <laughs> We get people too overwhelmed here. You will be able to tackle all these topics. By the way, we have four stellar interviews this week on Agenda 2030. They all fit perfectly together. Nothing overlapping. Great puzzle you're going to be able to put together here. I want to let you know if you're new to this, the United Nations has an Agenda 21 page where we can download the PDF with the entire agenda spelled out for us. It's right here at the website entitled sustainabledevelopment.un.org. This will be in the show notes surrounding this episode. Just go to counterculturemom.com. You'll notice it in the show notes. Click on this article, download the PDF, and away you go. Maybe don't read it right before you go to bed so you can sleep at night. But they spell it out for us because they obviously think we can't stop it. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, absolutely. They have been very... Uh, open and honest in things they're saying. And I have spent a great deal of my time quoting them. Uh, I'm not creative enough to make this stuff up. And uh, I've, I have quoted them. And in response to my doing that, I have been attacked in every direction. The Southern Poverty Law Center has done four separate uh, reports on me. <laughs> way to go. That's all I got to say. If you're on their hit list, they put me on their hit list about three years ago because I was on Washington Watch. Like I was on as a guest. What? So basically, for the people not familiar with that, explain what that group does, who they are. And if you're on the hit list, that means you're doing something right and you're exposing what's really going on. These are people who advocate total control, government control. And, you know, we, we hear all the time now about how social media is, uh, you know, controlling us and what we say and censoring us and so forth. These guys were the originals. Yep. And they they have a a hate list. There's a map on their website that shows the location of all the hate groups. Hate groups are people who are speaking out against socialism, communism, uh, you know, all these things that we're facing today. And uh, that's all hate speak. It, they do not talk about uh, the, uh, the, you know, the terror, the domestic terrorists of Black Lives Matter and Antifa and you know, all the things they did, that's all okay. They were just peaceful demonstrations. But we uh, who speak out against these things are on that list. Well, anyway, they, uh, uh, you know, this is, this is how they attacked uh, to uh, say that everything we're saying is hate speech and, and, and all lies. But uh, everything we're facing today, everything I was saying 30 years ago about this is now in the headlines, the front lines of what we're dealing with. Okay, more from you, sir. Don't go anywhere. Don't move. A quick word from our sponsor, and then you're back. 
Anxiety is at an all-time high, causing restlessness and paralyzing panic attacks. There is Hope, a revolutionary product that brings healing and relieves symptoms of anxiety by harnessing the body's own electrical fields in conjunction with a pre-programmed patch. The Restore Patch is an all-natural, drug-free, wearable patch, and it's risk-free with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Check out RestorePatch.com and get 10% off using promo code TINA at checkout. Stop feeling overwhelmed, fearful, and anxious with Restore Patch. All right, Tom, Agenda 21, going back there from what you previously said, who are the forces behind Agenda 21? The, well, of course, you have the United Nations, which is the main center for, uh, for these things. Uh, you also have the uh, World Economic Forum, which has become a real leader now in the, uh, putting all this together. The, uh, you know, Klaus Schwab, who wrote uh, his book, COVID-19, The Great Reset, uh, this, this is really what he's taken is that, that comprehensive blueprint of Agenda 21 and he's modernized it. And, uh, what he's really done is reinvented communism in that, in that book. We go into some of that later. Uh, the World Health Organization and so forth. But the other thing are the ground troops. And this is what people don't understand. There are thousands of what we call non-governmental organizations, NGOs. And the way they operate is, I mean, they're all part of, of this. They help write a lot of the grant programs that are coming out of HUD and EPA and Department of Transportation, other federal agencies, that cities take those grants. And then they find out that to comply with that grant, they got to do a whole lot more than what they thought they were taking that grant yeah. for. And that's how they're quick, quietly are implementing a lot of these programs. When you elect a city councilman or a county commissioner and you, uh, uh, you know, you have, maybe he's a good guy and, and all of a sudden he won't talk to you and you're thinking, what's wrong? What's happening there? What you don't see is what's happening in the background. Immediately when somebody new gets elected, they are surrounded by these NGO groups right there in uh, in your city. This can be the Sierra Club, the Nature Conservancy, the Audubon Society, uh, Planned Parenthood, the National Education Association, on and on and on. These groups are there and they start pounding on them. And we send them out to national meetings of groups like the National League of Cities and things like that. From the podium, who are they hearing? These NGO groups. Eventually, even the most conservative, the most uh, freedom-oriented can- uh, member of your city council begins to believe, well, this is the proper role of government because everything they hear is that. And one of the problems we have is that we aren't there. And uh, these guys are there constantly surrounding them. Ah, that makes so much sense. And they might think it's a proper role of government. Yes. Or what I've been hearing as well is a lot of these amazing men and women that want to do the right thing are threatened. And some are even sent body bags over the last couple of years. As in, if you don't do what we tell you to do, you're going to be six feet under. And so they feel threatened by doing the right thing because there's so much corruption behind the scenes. It is so incredible, so all-encompassing that the average person just can't comprehend that there is is this much evil in the world. I I believe that the COVID lockdown and everything that's gone with that has helped a lot of people begin to realize it. And watching uh, this Congress that's in control now, this this cabal that's in control of our country, is making it easier to to accept that this is happening. 
That you nailed it. The number one thing is it's hard for people to wrap their brain around the fact that people are that evil. And if I'm having a hard time wrapping my brain around it, doing the research for a couple of decades and you yourself for 30, 40 years, I can't even imagine the average person that really hasn't dug in at all mm-hmm. or just skimmed the surface. It, it, I can see how they might think that can't be happening, but it is that evil. And it's even worse than what we're even discussing at this point yet. I want you to dig in deep to how Agenda 21 is enforced locally. Kathleen Marquardt, who you work with, she's vice president of your group. Um, mm-hmm. I interviewed her earlier in this uh, session here, and she discussed the 17 sustainable goals briefly. Can you go over what are some other sustainable goals uh, more in detail for us so we fully understand what they're really trying to push with this Agenda 2030? Yeah. Some of the most prominent ones you're seeing uh, in the cities uh, the, the, the cities are, uh, being completely reorganized and private property has become a major, uh, target in this. The, 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 the uh, title for all this that they're operating under is smart growth. And what they mean by that is that, uh, they don't mean for the cities to grow out. They have to grow up. So you have these high rises. They will put a, a, um, a, a, a line around the city, around the edges of it, and say no growth will take place outside of that. Portland, Oregon was the poster child for this. And uh, then, so so now, as we have uh, over in the last few years, the real focus has become uh, a target of targeting single family neighborhoods where you have uh, people living in their homes, a family, a four or something, they have a backyard, they have a driveway for their cars, you know, all that. And uh, now they are focusing on the zoning protections of that, those kinds of neighborhoods. And they're, and, and they're saying, we have a housing shortage. And so we have to come in there. We can put where you have just four people living on that piece of land, we can put a hundred families. And it's just selfish of you to try to live that way. And the mayor of Minneapolis said that people living in single family neighborhoods are self-segregating themselves from people they don't want to live next to. Therefore, that it is racist. That's they brought that out. Okay, Uh, two quick questions, because you got me on fire right now. (laughs) These two people shouldn't even be in office. We have to remove them immediately, along with a whole host of other people working for CCP, Chinese Communist Party. But number one, where is the governor of Minneapolis living? It, are, are, you know, are, do they have their own home, their mansion in the woods up on a hill? Just saying. Do you know where they live? No. See, this is, well, the governor lives in the governor's mansion at the moment, probably. But they but all, they all 5, have their 000, own homes. Exactly. Yeah. Not with 5,000 people. And then yeah. you've got the... Um, Portland situation that you said was poster child for all this. Can you help us understand why they would want to jam pack everybody into these sky rise buildings by 2030? Because I can see the catastrophe in that. No food, no water, you're dead. Yeah. First of all, understand the whole climate change agenda that everything man is doing is damaging the environment. And so we've got to control that. 
uh, people living in the rural areas are much more independent because they can grow their own food and they can survive on their own. Yeah. Uh, but you move people into the cities. You can now, uh, in, living in those high rises, you, you know, you've already, uh, we've already learned about smart meters, smart meters being put on people's, uh, uh, in their homes all over the country and people reporting that they can't get there in the summertime. They can't get the temperature, uh, you know, down below about 85 degrees and uh, you can't get in the wintertime, can't get the house warmer than about 45 degrees. These kind of things are happening. They get people to live in these high rises and these and all and all everything downtown. The sales pitch is that uh, you won't have to uh, drive your car to work anymore. We're going to stop, uh, you know, all the crawl on the highways and uh, we're going to uh, you can be able to ride your bike to work. You can walk to the grocery. A lot of these high rises are people living in the top floors. The middle floors are offices and the lower floors are stores. You never touch the ground, you know, in this. Yes. And so this is, this is uh, you know, how they're looking at it. And what they want to do now is bring these very high rises into single family neighborhoods, which will absolutely destroy the uh, property values. And the thing is, our founding fathers understood that property ownership was the way to freedom. Yeah. The way that the average person has to build their own personal wealth is through property ownership. And the reason the United States became so wealthy and so powerful so quick is because we honored and protected private property ownership. This is now the number one attack uh, as, as they're putting all this together. And so people are jammed together living in under under these circumstances. They can now control your energy use. They can control where you go and, you know, know where you are at all times. Uh, people won't have cars anymore. And so uh, we only have public transportation to take us someplace where we, you know, want to go farther than downtown. And this is this is the goal. If this does succeed, what are some key red flags of things that could happen if they get their way? Well, as I said, they, they, they have complete control. Uh, another part of this is, and, and, and this is something that I've known since Agenda 21 uh, came out in 1992, but I didn't talk about it very much, uh, is population control. Yes. The reason I didn't talk about it was because I was having enough trouble getting people to understand the threats to their property if I started telling people that their goal is to reduce the population to one billion people, that's six or seven billion that go have to go, then who was going to listen to me? So I didn't talk about that. But that has become the forefront of what they're what they're talking about. And uh, let, let me share some some quotes for you. Absolutely. That, uh, are just incredible. And, um, and you said a key thing, you know, Georgia Guidestones, I talked about it how many times in the last 25 years till I'm blue in the face. Besides the obvious Planned Parenthood with abortion, you've got homosexual lifestyle being promoted, which obviously there's no reproduction there. You've mm -hmm. got euthanasia. I mean, there's the obvious yeah. list of how they're mm -hmm. um, controlling the population. But when you are talking get rid of, eliminate 7 billion people, how do you see them doing that? That is like mass murder on a global scale. I believe they're currently already doing that, but what are some key ways you think that they're going to be doing that or are doing that? 
Well, I'm very suspicious of the whole COVID vaccine. Yes. And I'm hearing about how it is disrupting our DNA, disrupting our uh, uh, ability to throw off diseases and so forth. We see so many people dying. And I know that's not a, a popular, acceptable thing to say, but I'm watching them them do this. Yes. And, uh, and throwing that into place. How do we know how many of the millions who have taken that vaccine two or three years from now suddenly develop some kind of disease? They're already and, sitting uh, skyrocketing okay. cancer, skyrocketing yeah. cancer. Okay, so here's how I see when you're talking about the skyscraper buildings and wiping out small family homes and they're all going to be living in a building. I see Shanghai, China. I see mm-hmm. millions of people being reliant on the government in a very small area where they can shut off water, no food supply. They're killing off our food supply right now in 50 different ways. Where what are they going to do? If they're just basically concentrating groups of people in a small area to wipe out a lot at once to go along with what you said with the population mm-hmm. control. Share those quotes. I know Henry yeah. Kissinger said you control the food supply, you control the masses. Yeah, absolutely. Um, David Brower of the Sierra Club said this, childbearing should be a punishable crime against society unless the parents hold a government license. All potential parents should be required to use contraceptive chemicals, the government issuing antidotes to ch- citizens chosen for childbirth. There's the mentality we're talking about. One of the most radical environmental groups that ever came about is Earth First. And they, uh, the head of that organization, the founder is a guy named Dave Foreman. He said this, my three main goals would be to reduce human population to about 100 million worldwide destroying the industrial infrastructure and seeing wilderness with its full complement of species returning throughout the world. Oh it's, my gosh. Yeah. We're going to find out how people can fight back to stop this assault on freedom right after a word from our sponsor. By now you've all heard about my pillow and how it's literally changed people's lives for a limited time. Get a queen size premium. My pillow for $29.98 regularly $69.98 Kings are only $5 more. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TINA, spelled T-I-N-A. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Visit MyPillow.com with promo code TINA. That's T-I-N-A. All right, Tom, people, their blood's boiling like mine. They're on fire. They're jumping up and down their living room right now watching this, listening to this. What can we do to fight back, Tom? What are the key steps that each and every American here can do? Let me, let me start by saying this. I understand people's reluctance. They're afraid. They're uh, intimidated. You've got all-powerful government. Uh, the idea of storming down to uh, city council or going to Congress or something like that is, uh, is very frightening, and I get that. Uh, and I also know, after the many years that I've worked on this, that where we have to begin is not from the top down, because that's where you get crushed. Our founding fathers created our government system where the local government had the most influence on you and you had the most influence on them. Uh, and they've usurped that, uh, you know, from Congress and so forth, but, but it's still true. 
And uh, even the people putting these policies in place understand that. They are doing, as I said earlier, through your city councils, your county commissions, uh, that they're, that's where they're, they're focusing. And that's where we are. I have had so many city councilmen, congressmen, or, or, or county commissioners tell me, but Tom, your people are not there. We never hear from your side. And so what I have devised is a means for people to organize and uh, on the local level. And, uh, you know, don't, don't you wish that people who believed in limited government uh, cared about who the county attorney was, but we don't. These are the very people who controlled the lockdowns. Don't we wish that we had people who believed the way we did, who were involved in the local board of elections? but we haven't been there. This is where we have to be. There is no position too small that uh, appointed positions, elected positions, they they all have influence and uh, effect on policy. We're not there in any of those. And all our people want to do is get excited about somebody running for president. Oh, we'll get involved in that campaign. What do you do when he loses? You know, where, what are you left with? And uh, so, uh, you know, what we've, what we've ended up with, because we have to realize that people who believe in limited government believe that because we don't like government. So we don't want to be involved in it. Because we haven't been involved, we've ended up with more government. And this is what we have to face. First thing we do, what I have done is I, I've coined the term building a freedom pod. Focus just on your, on your community. Keep it simple. That. I love that. And, and we can find that on your website. Yeah, we uh, we have. I have an article on there. I mean, what do I mean by a freedom pod? Uh, we also have a uh, what we call a local activist handbook, and on how to fight back, and all the details are in there, along with a lot of the background. We've even got uh, uh, sample legislation and everything. So we have to get our hands on your top two books. I want to recommend: Sustainable: The War on Free Enterprise, Private Property, and Individuals. That's so yeah. good. And then you have another book called Erase. Everyone, you have to go to AmericanPolicy.org so we can put a stop to it. I'll warn the masses. We do not want to be shoved in sky rises and being controlled at, at every uh, minute of every day. That's just, we can see other nations and what's happened as a result. Tom, keep at it. I know that it's really hard work. You're constantly on the road. You're wondering if, if this matters. If Are people listening? Are people doing something about it? Yes, we are. Keep moving that forward. Everyone, let's get off the bench in the game and save America. Thanks for joining us for the Counterculture Mom Show with your host, Tina Griffin. For over two decades, Tina has traveled the globe exposing how pop culture is glamorizing harmful behaviors without showing the consequences and how these messages are wreaking havoc on today's youth. Through radio, TV, podcasts, and our app, Counterculture Ministries is reaching millions every week with a biblically-based message for hope for today's teens and their parents. But we can't do that without your faithful prayer and financial investment. If you appreciate the ministry of Tina and Counterculture Ministries, would you prayerfully consider a generous gift right now? We have a donor matching dollar for dollar. You can give securely online by visiting counterculturemom.com or by texting the word DONATE to the number 55444. That's counterculturemom.com or text the word DONATE to the number 55444. Every dollar is doubled. 
If you love this show, you can stay up to date on the latest critical issues affecting your family by catching all of our weekly episodes with resource links, signing up for our e-newsletter, and downloading our Counterculture Mom app, where you get timely pop culture alerts. Visit CounterCultureMom.com for more details. And be sure to join us next week for another edition of the Counterculture Mom Show with Tina Griffin, where we are rewriting Hollywood's script for our kids. 